Yay! That's so divine. Yay! That was so funny. I almost peed my pants at one point. Thank you. Yay! And this rugla is really, really good. Lauren, thank you. Um, it's so good. I am so high that like it's i'm starting to hallucinate a little bit which is crazy this I, edibles man i you forget that weed is a hallucinogen it's in the same family it's wild uh hey everybody jared's not here oh josh is here uh put your hands together everybody i can't i have no idea what you're dressed as with the hat but put your but i know it's something clever put your hands together for josh kotsky yay Uh, I'm Schmitty Werber Jaegerman Jensen. It's a SpongeBob thing. Um, but if I take off the helmet, I'm a fat skeleton, which is an oxymoron. Um, uh, this has nothing to do with anything, but I just came out with this. And I'm proud of myself. Um, I'm friends with the letter Q, but I fucking hate talking to it. It's always like, uh, no one knows how to pronounce me by myself. And it's like, dude, that sounds like a you problem. All right, that's my time. I'm, uh, all right. Um, I saw this sign on this building. It said divorce lawyers. That's a good suggestion. Um, take half that shit. Come hit me up. All right. Boo boo doo. Uh, you guys see all the Kanye stuff? Um, a lot of people think Jews run the world, but that's ridiculous because I listen to Beyonce. And when you listen to Beyonce, you know who run the world? Girls, yeah. So if you ever meet a Jewish girl, you do what she tells you. All right. Jews are a lot like pineapple pizza, you know? Everyone hates us. No one really knows why, you know? Like, we're kind of an acquired taste, but we're sweet enough when you get to know us. We're no pepperoni, but, I mean, that just wouldn't be kosher. All right. Fucking hate myself. Um, there's a lot of weird laws in religion. I think a lot of times just people making them up to get what they want. Like, you read the you read the Bible, and sometimes it's like... If you accidentally kill your brother, you're allowed to marry your sister-in-law. And it's like, that's too specific. Like, um, there's, a, there's a lot of like, weird stuff in religion. And there's a lot of, a lot of it's weird because like, it's been translated back and forth so many times that no one, like, there's so much debate about what stuff means. Like in Islam, you always hear about the, the 72 virgins things that terrorists will get. Um, but there's a lot of there's a lot of discussion that it probably isn't 72 virgins It's actually 72 raisins saying that if you do all of this stuff You'll go to the Garden of Eden and get all the fruit you want but like How pissed would you be? If you just blew yourself up in a Tel Aviv bus stop you get all the way to heaven and you're just like fucking raisin bran That's all all right uh, one more Muslim joke. I got my food uh, from Instacart, which is like, fuck. Got my food a la carte, which is like Instacart for Muslims. Okay, I fucked that one up. Um, all right, we're going to do some stuff I'm working on. Um, I never really got the sex ed talk. My, uh, uh, I'm the only guy in my generation. I'm the only one who can pass down the family name, which is why I think my dad never gave me the talk. You know, they're going for like the, the Bob Ross method of family tree expansion, you know, like just want like a happy little accident um but uh yeah the closest thing my dad ever gave me to the talk was uh one day he took me on a walk and he sat me down on a park bench and he was like josh be careful and that was it like i don't even know if that was about sex that could have just been like don't mess with the irs you know do your taxes on time uh that went to i went to high school 
Um, high school, I didn't get great sex ed. Uh, Planned Parenthood would always send a person over. Um, my year, they sent a pregnant lady because I guess she didn't get the employee discount. Um, uh, she, she taught abstinence only, um, not with her curriculum, just with like the way she talks. She was just like, my feet hurt, I have to pee every 20 minutes, and this baby's going to cost more than I make in a decade. But go ahead, trust these condoms that your school gives you. They can't afford a volleyball team, but I'm sure they sprung for the top-of-the-line condoms. Um, and then last one. Um, yeah, then I went to college, and uh, they would give us these like pamphlets about, like, consent and that was the sex that we got there they'd hand out these pamphlets about how important consent is and i'd be like i don't really want one they'd be like no you have to take this it's like eh, that's a little weird um but the the pamphlets would be like this girl saying no means no and then she'd put like a stop sign to say no means no but like that's not how stop signs work like, most of you roll through stop signs, you know? I feel like it shouldn't have been a stop sign. It should have been, like, a, a railroad crossing sign that was blinking and the arm was down. And it's like, if you go through that, you go to jail where they run a train on you. Okay. Thanks for your time, guys. Yay! I'm so glad you shaved off that mustache from the Bob's Burger outfit. You poor thing. You were looking so smarmy. Uh, which is a good favorite word of mine. Put your hands together. He's wearing a smarmy hat. Your next comedian. <laughs> Everybody, it's Dan Guan. Woo! Yeah, uh, I see uh, some of you guys are dressed up. You might not might recognize. I don't know if you can recognize me on a lot of people's shirts in Oakland, but without these glasses, I am Che Guevara. So, so if you guys need me, I will be starting a revolution very, very soon. Uh, guys, you, some of you already know about this. Uh, I actually grew up in a really white town. Uh, for to give you some perspective on like how white it was, uh, the only two famous alums was a hockey player for the New Jersey Devils and Bill Burr. Yeah, and you guys ever go to a high school where the yearbook superlative was most likely to star a bar fight? Yeah, no, just me? That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, my town was so white that even on the high school grounds, we're the only high school in America to have a VFW and a bar on campus, which is so convenient for the guidance counselors because then they can just point to all the other kids and be like, that's where you'll end up, actually. Okay, that one might work. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, I was the only Asian kid growing up in high school, and uh, you know, I really tried hard to be white. Like, I really did everything to be like a white kid. Like, I started wearing my cap backwards. I started going to tailgates. I started dating Asian women. Like, I I did everything I could to be white, and it just shit just would not work out. Which also got me feeling some type of way because nowadays I'm seeing that a lot of white dudes are trying hard to be Asian. You know, like a lot of them are actually picking up Chinese classes and like, you know, traveling abroad to China. Like I remember one time, actually, I was having a breakfast with my dad at a restaurant. He was giving me some life lessons in Chinese. And as one random white gentleman comes up to us and says, oh, your dad, he's very wise. Which I was like, dude, that's crazy because I didn't know what he was trying to say. So, so you can be my you can be his son if you really want to. All right. You know, you can totally be a son. OK, cool. This is awesome. This is awesome. Uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. Uh, I think uh, I've been called a lot, a lot throughout the years. I've been called that I'm uh, mature for my age, uh, which I call is another word for depressed. Uh, but uh, why do we call it that we act mature for your age, but you're not too young? You don't act young for your age. 
right? You don't hear people saying you don't act young for your age. Like it's like okay to see a 10 year old do, do their parents' taxes, but not okay to say, why don't your parents do their taxes? Like, you know, no, that one's a little bit of a thinker. All right, cool. Well, we'll, we'll think about, we'll, we'll see what we got. We go with there. Um, let's see. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, I think immigrant parents are also strange because they always pick the weirdest times to drop major news. Like one time I was having a dinner, I was having a dinner conversation with my dad. I told him, I said, Hey, I got dinner with my Mexican friend to which he responded, huh? Yeah. I used to live in Mexico like 50 years ago, to which I was like, dude, that's like kind of a weird news to drop, like in front, in front of dinner. That'd be like just me saying like, Oh, Hey, I got like, if my friend came up to me and was like, Hey, I got lunch with my girlfriend the other day. And I was like, huh? Yeah. I used to fuck her 20 years ago. Like, you know what? That's crazy. Okay. One, one, one little chuckle there. Okay. That might, might work. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, so some of you guys also know this. I'm, already, I'm a runner. I'm a huge runner. And I think uh, runners are, are weird people, right? But more specifically, I think races are pretty weird because when I run a race, you see all these weird signs like, go get them. The, the finish line's right there. You can shit in five miles. Like, you know, it's pretty weird, right? I find like signs about shitting are pretty weird during a race because uh, I already shat three miles ago, you know? So like that just, that just ain't more. Okay, I'm going to go take a shit now. All right, thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate it. Dan Guan, everyone, a.k.a. Che Guevara. Uh, I have to burn some time until the other people come, so I'll do some new stuff now. Yay, me. Oh my god, you guys! I've eaten so many edibles. That's where this pot belly came from. I am, I am, I am higher than I've been in a long time. It feels borderline dangerous. Um, but I have these crazy thoughts, and I don't know if it can turn into something or not. But that everyone's—we can save the world together. And we can all get along if people can just kind of hold and hold cognitive dissonance and be okay with it. Like having a, such a flexible mind that you can hold all kinds of disparate ideas at once, even though they might not jive together, right? Like I can believe that Jesus was a totally cool guy Right, and I can believe that the T-Rex was a dragon and that chia seeds are really important and are really good and you need to eat them and they're life-saving. I can believe that corn syrup causes autism and that all these things, that the moon landing wasn't real, but there's, and there's people that own houses. Like, what is that? Anyway, but I can hold all of these flexible ideas in my mind and whenever I read a book or I read something like I can learn and then there's more flexibility in my brain to think about those things I'm really high but does that make sense like a little bit that but if everybody because it just makes me so crazy that people are like abortions are bad and it's like okay like for you like you for you you believe in some guy in the clouds who's gonna get mad at you if you have, if you don't have some baby, but you already had sex, which was bad and it was outside of marriage. So you already really fucked up really bad. It's like, 
can't, what? <laughs> but it's fine. They can believe that. But then also, you know, they haven't lived the other experience. So anyway, I just, I hate that there's all this. It's just so crazy. Okay. And here's what happened to me today. This is crazy because the hubris of men in San Francisco, but not just all men, this guy was clearly questionably housed. And he came up to in between me and this other attractive middle-aged woman. And she later confessed to me. She goes, I'm a, she's like, this place is changing. I was like, and he started, the children have to leave before I can tell you what he was saying. He was talking to us and he, he's hi, we don't have any candy. I'm sorry, but you look like a really great T-Rex dragon. Are you a dragon or a T-Rex? Are you a lizard person? You're a dinosaur. Awesome. T-Rex was a dragon. I think he had big wings and flew. Anyways, this guy came up to us and he was behind. He's like, ladies, I'm 56 years old and I just need to tell you that I haven't been effed in a really long time and it would be great if either one of you. And I was like, this is what you keep saying. And he kept talking and talking behind us. She and I are looking at each other and I wanted to say something, but I didn't know what to say. And he just wouldn't stop. And I was like, the hubris of this guy to think that he can like, I mean, what is he trying to gain from that interaction anyways? And then I, when we started walking across the street, cause he didn't follow us. Thank God. I just, I said, aren't you just so glad the patriarchy is so real? <laughs> she like laughed and she's like, San Francisco is changing. And I was like, I know just, I was just so offended because it's like, how dare he even, th I mean, and I'm, that, that just makes me a really bad person that I'm like, how dare I, he think he can talk to me, but, but especially if he said really rude things, I don't know. Anyways, it, it hurt my feelings that he just felt like it was okay to say lewd things to me on the street and that I would somehow like it because I'm of a certain age. Like once you're over 40, you want every guy to compliment you because you're so fucking insecure. And I'm like, dude, fuck you. You can't sell hair dye to people with self-esteem. Okay. Thank you for letting me rant. Is it, it's just the philosophical stuff though. There's something funny there. I just don't know what it is. Okay, good. Well, I don't know what happened to Jason King, Jared, Senna. Uh, who are the others on the list? There was uh, another girl, Kavita Singh. So, no, I'm just saying they didn't show up and it's, it's okay. I mean, it's early, but... They didn't, so it's kind of like, I mean, it's Halloween. I'm, I actually am going to work at Doc's Box, so I got to, but I'd keep this open, but it's just they're not here. Well, I'll put on a song, and I'll be here for another couple minutes. You, everyone else, you can leave or stay or do whatever you want. But thank you for being here. Clap for yourselves. Have a happy, safe Halloween. Yay. Yeah, seriously, be safe out there. Be careful, kids. And um, yay. And thanks for bringing me that jacket from R E R E R Racer Alex. That's really nice. It's like a mom jacket, too. It's perfect for my outfit. So, good stuff. beneath a hundred mattresses, grain of grit inside flesh
without bone. Fever in my temple, flint grinding in my throat, wondering when I should daub a black cross on my door. Six months inside at least. The joke is you would get less time for battery, but that joke is flat, and frankly laughing hurts. I sleep when I should be awake and make plain pasta at two in the morning and only eat half. I spit and spit and wash my mouth to try and dry it, and I spit. I cannot smoke, and the hypnotics dehydrate, and every swallow makes me like a screaming eyeless thing at the foot of a crucifix, a pope trapped in a clear square, like Tilda grieving in war requiem. So I lie awake. Hearing Maggie scream and Tony blaspheme and a church full of soldiers singing about being Christian and watching the figures creep up and thinking, I, I will not, I will not survive this. Anybody know who the boy is? His name was Charlie Rust. I'm his mother. He's only 10 years old.
I've been ballin' a shiny black steel jackhammer Been chippin' up rocks for the great highway I live five years if I take my time
Hello, hello. Yeah, yeah. Hello. I'm Claudia. And I am the loaf. You're here with us on Tuesday night? Yep, it is Tuesday night. That much I know for sure. It is our 49th episode. 49! So close to a year. We're getting there. Yeah. We're going to do something like, really special um, on the 52nd episode. Yeah. Oh shit! I, I shouldn't have said that. Now <laughs> we don't have anything. We don't planned. know. We don't know. We're actually wondering. <laughs> but uh, worst case scenario, we blow up the studio, uh, take hostages. I don't know. No, 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 nothing like that. It was a joke. It was a joke. Don't send the SWAT team. Um, but now we're, we're yeah, we we've been doing this a minute. It's it's fun, and we love to keep coming down here and doing this. But yeah, 49, uh, 49th episode, and that is the square root of seven. Seven by seven is forty nine. We live in a city that is seven by seven miles. So the loaf had the amazing idea. I, I did. I did the math, and the seven <laughs> by seven is is forty nine. San Francisco's forty nine square miles. So we're doing San Francisco acts, San Francisco bands. Um, yeah, of all sorts. Me. Of all sorts. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot of good picks. Uh, Claudia came through uh, and uh, rocked this set out. I uh, I came through and made it better. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm the reason y'all don't have to listen to Santana tonight. So, <laughs> That's true. I mean, like, I'll I'll just put it that way. I was way. running out of San Francisco bands because we kept it really, uh, yeah, yeah. pretty straight. Well, we're trying not to like, like, like overlap with so many bands we played before. Although yeah. by the end of it, we 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 did not accomplish that at all. But whatever. If you don't like it, you don't you don't have to listen. Or right. You can send us hate mail. Or... <laughs> Oh man, I wish we could get we gotta get started getting mail delivered here. Or hate yeah, mail. right. <laughs> There's gotta be like if we've got one determined you know person out there that would like pick up a pen and paper to hate us, I would Dear feel Claudia, so validated. <laughs> but you know, you know, you you know, you're doing something good when you have haters. Yeah, you, know? you can send us letters like uh, Casey Kasem dedications. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna do a little do a little research see see where the where the mail should go. And uh, we'll, we'll be taking those requests next week yeah. for our 50th <laughs> show, the Big Five O. Oh, I haven't even told Claudia. This is news on, live on the air next week. Five O, the Big Five O, right? So I'm thinking all songs about cops. Yeah, I'm down the for that. Five O. Yeah, you know, six up. Yeah, yeah. I, I just <laughs> something that came to me. And there's a lot of songs about the police. So. Right. Welcome. Um. What, well, anyways, we, we got started off there with uh, The Grateful Dead, and that was actually one of my choices. I, yeah, I, that one surprised me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when Pete says, I want to listen to The Grateful Dead, we're starting the set off. It's an easy wind. It was actually um, my old buddy Clay lives out in Noonan, Georgia, uh, when I asked about um, earworms, you know, like what songs get stuck in your head for, you know, I was doing a little research for our show last week. He's like, I can't explain it, but this one always gets in my head. And it's so funny, we used to be in like this little hardcore punk rock band, and like we were both like, yeah, the group will dead. Well, suck it up, because that's not going to happen all the time. But there's a little easy win from Grateful Dead. Yeah, from there we went to the ballad of you and me and Punil. Uh Captain and Punil. <laughs> I was going to say, Punil sounds like a euphemism, like <laughs> vagina or something like <laughs> Uh, stuck get, get, in, get your pineal checked out, you know. Can I smell? Can I smell? Can I smell your pineal? <laughs> uh, it must be my foot then. Uh, so uh. the ballad of you and me and pineal by Jefferson Airplane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
<laughs> and then we had Brig Mother and the Holding Company with Try. That one I would like to dedicate to uh, the Loaf and I lost member of our family this week, uh, our kitty Russell. And Russell hated the sound of Janis Joplin's voice. He did. I don't know what it was. Like he would like jump up onto the the stereo and like knock the arm off of the record, you know. And then he tried to learn, like figured out how to turn the stereo off. He'd be like, no, no. So it was kind of like a roommate agreement we had for years. But now, now basically, she said we could listen to Janis Joplin yeah, in the house. Right. I mean, not you know we we're gonna be doing it all the time or anything, but it's like you know. Knowing there's not going to be a vicious cat attack yeah, right. on the other side of it. So that one's going out to Russell, which somewhere in the ether, he's like, really, bitch? Yeah, I'm glad we had him you know, put to sleep at the, the Humane Society because if his ghost was at our house, he would be yeah, like, right. oh, my God, yeah. yeah, yeah. The Sharon Jones poster. Where is all this puke <laughs> coming from? Yeah. Who keeps eating all this plastic? <laughs> Uh, which is apparently a thing. Cats like some cats yeah. like to eat plastic. Yeah, uh, he was a goblin for it. He was. Um, <laughs> any way you want it, that's the way you need it. Any way you want it. After Big Brother, we had Journey. We had Journey. <laughs> we had Journey. Um, one of the funniest things, like, well, I was talking about this old, old graffiti guy I used to hang out with when I used to fuck around with that shit and just have nothing better to do than walk around and get drunk and spray paint on the walls and shit. I used to hang out with this guy and his graffiti name was Ether. He's, he's, he's a well-known piece of shit around these parts, but uh, w- one of the funniest is uh, he would sometimes get just like unnecessarily violent, but one of the funniest ever, we were I can't remember it might have been Mission Bar, might, I think it might have been um, we were a couple of places that night and drinking heavily might have been the um, what's the one on uh, anyways, it was, it was some bar on the Mission and some guy, some journey came on on the jukebox inside the place, and we were walking by, and this guy starts talking smack about journey, and an ether like just totally like grabs the guy by the lapel, starts shaking him and punching him, and like you don't talk shit about fucking journey, man. <laughs> and, and like this guy just like all I've ever heard him put on like anything is like hip hop or whatever or punk rock, and he's like you fucking fuck with journey, man, San Francisco natives. Oh, like whoa, dude, y'all. Y'all, y'all claim, serious about your journey? Y'all, y'all, y'all claiming journey that hard? Uh, okay. So, right. so I want to I I I dedicate that one to Ether and uh, all of the U.S. crew uh, uh, while we're up and standing. Yeah, with the, the whole crew. Any way you want it, that's oh. And we close that out with uh, Steve Miller Band doing Jet Airliner. That was a surprise to me. I. Normally, we don't have to research our music, for the most part, like, it's just kind of floating around. We did a little Googling. But we had to do some Googling for this one, because uh, mm. we also wanted bands that were from San Francisco, not necessarily, like... Transplants. Yeah, or, yeah, or like, yeah. you know, from Pasadena, but made their start here, or whatever, like, yeah. really formed here. And Steve Miller Band was one of them, and I was like, I never knew that. <laughs> Love the Steve Miller Band. Yeah, I, th- I think they kind of stand out more as, like, kind of like a... Like a pop rock act, even yeah. though you know it's got hooks, it's got like some some rock into it, but it's still got like a poppiness to it that kind of like was different than you know you, you wouldn't brand that San Francisco. Right. You know. Well, I think I, it's because I I got into the Steve Miller band in Florida, living in Florida, so yeah. I always associated it with that like kind of down home, like Leonard Skinner, like. I, the only time I saw know. them play, well, saw I couldn't see them, but they they were playing at a state fair in Florida. 
had kind of like kind of seen Steve Miller and it was in Florida. It really speaks to Florida people. Too. It does. Like, like, it does. So I just assumed they were like from somewhere down there. You know? I, I'm kind of I'm kind of on the fence. I mean, let them have it. You know what I mean? Right. Like, like they need something. They they yeah. ain't got much, man. Like look look right. look what they're fucking the the barrel they're facing down, man. Yeah. Yeah, let Florida have Steve Miller. <laughs> DeSantis, man, fucking if Steve Miller was governor, it would be a little bit cooler. <laughs> Some people call me the governor. He calls him that. Oh, <laughs> uh, I bet we got some more music, huh? We do. We're coming up with some uh, Etta James, who was born and raised in the Fillmore. Yep. Something's got to hold on me. You know, between Rick, James, um, James Hetfield, um, of all the James-related musicians, she's, uh, I think, one of the most talented. Yeah. I, I thought I had more of a list in my head right there. But it was, it was, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll come back at the, after the break, and, right. and yeah, yeah. Should have wrote that down. Oh, sometimes I get a good feeling, yeah. Yeah.
one of you, I would like to make you one of us. All you have to do is just listen to my one. Then you will know why they call me one you W-A F-L-M-O-I-T That's W-A F-L-M-O-I-T Every Sunday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard We stream first here on MutinyRadio.fm Yes, every Sunday, make a habit of it 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time You listen to MutinyRadio.fm For L-W-A A-F-L-M-O-I-T It is also a podcast You know what, it stands for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie On YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl Right, Carl? Hi, Carl. Right. Hey, Mike. Right. What's up? W-L-A-F-L. Your drive time DJ. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That acronym is also our podcast. So if you don't have time on Sundays to listen, you can listen Sunday night with our podcast description. And bonus, we're on the video on YouTube where you can watch us right now. At if our we're not YouTube channel, 
L-W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T. We're going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube. We do this every week. You listen to our podcast. You watch the movie at the same time. Carl, what is the movie this week? Heart Bleeps. We will watch today Heart Bleeps 1981. It's one word. You go to your YouTube search engine and you put in heart, like boom, 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 boom. And then bleep, right. like I don't know what, like a curse word? No, like a robot bleeps. Beeps, beeps, beeps. I'm screwing up the audience. Heart beeps. Oh, I'm such a jerk. B-E-E-P-S. Heart, one word, heart, B-E-E-P-S, 1981. Sorry, audience. The channel no we like is Ishka. Ishka, I-S-H-K-A-H. Uh, Ishka is hosting it, and he has it like it's almost uh, part of a, a playlist. It's number 41, Heart Beeps, starring Andy Kaufman, and then in right. parentheses, 1981. Really excited. This is a film I've heard about since 1981. I never mm -hmm. had a chance to see this movie. So lucky us, huh? Yeah, probably because it yeah. bombed. And I, I want to give a shout out to my buddy, uh, FM DeMarco, uh, for his movie podcast. His movie Facebook page recommended this link and finally found a link to Heartbeeps. So Heartbeeps. I, I, I follow his father on uh, AM. AM. Uh, oh yeah well you know what old man i listen to uh i listen to fm tomorrow i think it's something to say am tomorrow that's what i'm trying to say <laughs> i remember right. it tomorrow wow we are all over the place so here's what we're gonna do we want you to go find that link that is course number 41 dot heart beeps starring andy kaufman 1981 and then go ahead press the link hit pause Move the timer to zero zero. We should mention there's ads in this. Yes. So yes. when you hit it, there's probably going to be an ad. Let the ad play. Hit skip ad and then hit pause when you get to the real meat of the movie. Rather short movie today. Uh, but once you get it paused and all ready and all set to go, heart beeping. When we say go, we want you to hit play and start the movie along with us so we can let us watch full length. Carl, we have a special comedian celebrity comedian to yes. do our celebrity comedian countdown He's take it calm. away girl okay good evening oh, ladies and me? gentlemen and welcome <laughs> all right why'd you play that clip where you're playing that clip where you're playing that clip? Johnny, listen i'm recording my podcast would you do our countdown sure all right this is johnny watson he's a big time star he was on saturday night live uh, he was, in, he's streaming right now on that John Lennon Netflix film. Um, he was, uh, what? <laughs> he's, he's, he's in this new movie called Fly Guys that's coming out. He was the star of this documentary called Last in Class. Ladies and gentlemen, counting us down from three, it's Johnny Watson. Thank you. Three, two, one. Go. Wow, thank you, Carl's friend on the phone. My name is Crime Buster, 00719. 00719. Oh, this movie's all over the place. What's going on? We'll get to opening credits in a minute. It just starts in this awkward way. In media res. In the middle of shit. In the middle of shit. 
Welcome to the movie. We got a hostage negotiation happening right now. You see the tree stump? It's threatening him. He's a cop. He's a robot cop. Crime buster. Right. There must be a way I can mute this. Uh, yes. Uh, you can mute it. And it seems. Is this a really talking movie, Carl? Yes, it's a very talky movie. Ron Gans is the voice of Crime Buster. And Ron, I didn't look you up. I was not impressed. <laughs> I'm so apologetic, Ron. Well, I, I recognize he's one of those, that guy's from Hollywood. You see that yeah. robot, you're like, oh, it's that guy. It's that guy. Well, that robot, Mike, it's really interesting. It's from the $6 million man. Um, it was just they retooled it. And to use it in the, it was from an episode of the Six Million Dollar Man, and they just, you know, put a few more bells and whistles on it. I remember that's when Steve Austin taunted the other robots. Ha ha! I got a penis. <laughs> Andy Kaufman. How many movies has Andy Kaufman been in? Zero, right? Yeah, he was. Um, let's see here. I have him right here. Yeah, his name is Val, and we're getting to meet him right now. He's a robot. Um, hardly any. He was all over TV. You see, he was in negotiations for a movie about Tony Clifton, but they didn't have confidence in him because they didn't know if he was a star or not. You know, he could do it. So they right. put him in this film as a test. Wow, what an expensive test. Yeah, yeah, $12 million. And that's like, this is what, early 80s money? Yeah, now they made two million one hundred and fifty-four thousand. It's like they lost ten million dollars on this film. Now here's Randy Quaid on the left. Well, yeah, on the left, uh, the big guy, the one with the yeah, mega hat. From, uh, I guess you could say he's uh, from National Lampoon's Vacation, right? That's how everyone knows yeah. him. I, I know him from tabloid newspapers from across the country in Canada ah. for, his, for his latest crazy antics. His, yeah, aunt, he, uh, he, his uncle is okay, but his antics is crazy, man. <laughs> and this is Kenneth McMillan. He's a character actor. You would know him from like Dune. And um, he always plays these like gruff, hostile characters. Uh, he was in Rhoda for years. He's a character actor. You'll know his face. Right now, sure. we're looking at his ears. Now, they just manufactured him, and they're going to let him go? or Well, he's come in for repairs. Something's wrong. He's got to get fixed. So they're just warehousing him until it's time. Man, that makeup must be crazy. Yeah, it is. And the guy's like a award winner. He didn't win an Oscar, but he was nominated. He, his his name is Stan Winston, and sure. he, was, he lost the Oscar to um, American Werewolf in London. We can understand why he did. Right. But, what a uh, year. Okay, I got an ad going. Ad four, three, uh, two. Panaria. Why would you have something called Dan? Hey, Angelinos, mm -hmm. don't tell me where I am. Stop specifying location. Skip ad. Sorry, that should be Denver. Skip ad. Is there a way I could skip the... Yeah, you could skip the ad. Skip the ad. I'm clicking skip ad. Oh, you know what? I should do it on the actual... Ah. There, few. Ah. Hey, Bernadette Peters. 
Yeah, now who should his bunkmate be here on a high shelf in a store in a warehouse? But another model. This model, you see, he's Val. He's Valcom17485, and he's like a stockbroker kind of like a commodities trader kind of robot. I know and his Rick, brother, Vic 20. <laughs> yeah. Vic Valcom. Valcom. 17485. We're going to call him Val. And she is Aquacom 89045. Now, they didn't know about dot coms at that point, right? Valcom right. and Aquacom. Must be computer, though. Which is it's what dot com is. It isn't. Um, and she is like a, a robot for parties. And not for sex, but for like um, serving at pool parties mostly. But other social functions too, like serving tray and engaging in conversation. Hey, have you checked out my Bernadette Peters bot? <laughs> no, that sounds really interesting. Oh, Bernadette Peters bot. Uh, yeah, if I had a Bernadette Peters bot, I would have big plans for her. She I would, would ask be... her about her human's career. You know, what was it like to be working with? The robot probably can't answer because doesn't know what it's like to, to work with other humans. Sigourney Weaver was offered this role to be Bernadette Peters' role, and she really wanted to do it. And her agent was like, come on, what are you, crazy? What is Andy Kaufman? Ridiculous. It's a pretty She's crazy premise. Actor, actress. <clears throat> What's that? It's a pretty crazy premise. I, I remember Alan Arquish. Oh, no shit. Yeah, he's the director. He did a bunch of cool movies. Don't we like one of his films? Go crazy or something? Go bananas? Well, there's Get Crazy in nineteen. Get crazy. Yeah, I like that one. Okay, I get it mixed up with going bananas. Engage and talk. Oh, all right, hang on. Uh, and we will hear Andy Kaufman. I designation is Aquacom. Aquacom zero four five. I am being custom reconditioned as a companion hostess That's for poolside parties and movie? other social Yeah, and how she'll talk throughout. My observation concerning the I beauty do like the of sunset. the sunset. The sunset is pretty. Yeah, the director did do a good job. Now, this guy started with, like, with Roger Corman. What? What? No, no, come on, come on. Oh, I thought you were talking. Hang on. Well. By the time I unmute, I, I miss out. However... For the Calm series robots, charm increases desirability and is therefore valuable knowledge. I too am in the companion series. You hear it? Yeah. Okay, I want to hear more. I am Valcom 17485. Function to Okay, serve. I don't want to hear any more. Okay. Oh, that is really annoying. Well, that's the movie. Great. But it's endearing and sweet. I mean, I've seen it a bunch of times with sound, and they're playing the nice music. John Williams did this music, by the way. Yeah. The producer who worked on this was also with John Williams on uh, in Close Encounters of the Third Kind, so they pulled him in. It's a really beautiful soundtrack, but, like, J John, that's like hitting it up, fixing it with a hammer, you know? I mean, it's too, he's too good for this film. Well, Stan, Stan Winston is a pretty impressive special effects guy. And yeah. just by losing to Rick Baker that year, it just shows how crazy uh, 
competition was, but they're all like stellar people. This movie, like I remember when it came out in the theaters and the ad campaign looked really weird. Yeah. It really you, you can't really say that for many films. The taglines are funny. Um, meet a modern nuclear family unlike any other. Well, that's not funny. Um, yeah, they're not funny. Okay. Excuse me. The other tagline is wanted. Be on the lookout for this gang of misfit robots. It's really actually not good tags at all, is it? <laughs> uh, well, I'll be on the lookout. People will be like, Mike, that was a movie poster. You don't really have to look out for misfit <laughs> robots. Now, there will be a thunderstorm and during this thunderstorm they will both be scared in this movie robots totally have emotions do they it's really anthony quinn should i get it it's anthony quinn i won't get it um no, I don't. What was I saying? They have emotion in this. You'll see. Go ahead. Come on. Why don't you be... Don't be stingy on the mute this episode. Okay. Hang on. Just give me a second. I'm doing this old-fashioned style. I got to uh, manually do stuff. Okay. Okay. Hang on. No, I want to hear it. Uh, yeah. You're just going to hear a thunderstorm, Mike. Yeah, I told you. Give me a break. Wait, hang on. One... Old school. I have to manually click the button. Yeah, you have to manually. Yeah. It's old school. Looks... Man, I got to switch browser windows. Oh, you do? I... Yeah, I can't see you, Carl. I have. If I want to see okay. you. I, watch the movie. I guess so. This is okay, some pretty on. cool. So now the storm is calming, so they're not being, you know holding hands and being scared but they like suddenly see they don't like each other like love or something like it will grow into that or now, aren't oh, they going to be future? trying to telegraph that uh oh yeah training oh, 007 spy bot <laughs> crime buster crime buster crime buster now, that i just tickles me pink that this is from a tv show with uh and it's six million dollar man right this guy's great mike don't be stingy on the mute button with this guy and don't do it now don't do it now throughout our film be ready by the time i press the button they're gonna talk now is this james coco I is this know. uh paul dooley no um kill the kid you know what? Okay, it's Barry Diamond. Oh, I know Barry Diamond. I didn't look him up. I he's looked up. like I'm not gonna say poor man's bobcat, but he was in a bachelor party as a crazy friend. Oh, uh, he's he's really funny. He's he was in National Lampoon's Class Reunion, which we saw back in the day. Yes, he did. And uh, he, it's it's so he's always a welcome presence. Uh, he, he's a, he did a bunch of comedy albums in the '80s. Rainbow. Pretty fascinating stuff. Yeah. It's like, what is the function of a rainbow? A neurologic sense is designed to pick up all the colors on the spectrum that the human eye can detect. Yes. He got to perform with Carol Kane too in Taxi. 
So he's he's performed with Bernadette Peters and Carol Kane. Now Bernadette Peters was all about Broadway. We think of her as a movie star because that's how we know right. her, but really most all of her career was Broadway. And of course she was in The Jerk and you know she was she was in a lot of films. Um Pennies from Heaven, Annie, the she was on Carol Burnett show, The Muppet Show, she was in Silent Movie, but really she won Tony Awards. She was nominated all the time. She was really a I always associate her with uh, Mel Brooks movies, too. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Kimmy Schmidt. Wasn't she the landlord on that show? I think so. Or no, that's probably Carol Kane. I got it mixed up. God damn it. I don't know who Carol Kane is. Can you believe that? She looks exactly like Bernadette Peters. Oh, here's Barry Diamond. Hang on. Let me manually click it. Now, this is a very delicate machine. It's not right to just oh, tell me what's clicks. right. Speaking of right... Mm -hmm. I'm staying Randy? at this gorgeous hotel. I told the clerk, I got a leak in the sink. He said, go ahead. Customer's always right. <laughs> Carl, that's my act. <laughs> I so, got a um, leak in my sink. Yeah, they underutilized uh, Randy Quaid here because he plays a straight guy the whole time, which we've seen him do before. But he's really yeah, he's a always like a big actor. Look. Yeah. Well, in the seventies, he was like a serious actor. One of those Cuckoo's Nest, the last detail. Yeah, the last detail for sure. I don't know if he was in Cuckoo's Nest. Well, don't so quote me you, on Cuckoo's Nest. Do you, do you think that, like National Lampoon movie, you know, Vacation, really suddenly now he's a comedic actor? Well, I mean, he also was on SNL like during that weird year as well. Yeah, that's right. Um, with Martin Short and Harry Shearer, like they just oh, uh, Anthony Hall, Michael Anthony Hall, and and Robert Downey Jr. wasn't it him? Yeah, they just stacked that show. Go ahead, go ahead. All right, all right. Click. Hang on. Click. And he didn't hear the weasel. Oh, I miss. I just, I just got his punchline. Yeah. <laughs> right, every bit where they, the guy tells a joke, you, you start with the punchline, and that's not what the monkey said. And then everyone goes, <laughs> <laughs> "That's right, that's classic." That I, I remember that most. Like they, they'd be at a um, one time, like the Fin Flintstones got rich, they were having a cocktail party, and that was. So <laughs> <what> the monkey <laughs> says. <laughs> the scene opens up with him telling, finishing a joke. Yeah, it's all living. <laughs> oh no! Uh, oh, I'm clicking oh, skip ads. Clicking Distant skip ads. Mountains. I need to take a field trip with a highly intelligent companion. Okay, how come there's no collect, oh, there store and interpret data? I lack such a unit. So Barry Diamond has a plan for these two? No. No, he's a third wheel. Are they robot small talking? No. Nothing he's proposing that they leave there and go. he wants to go out and gather data about lumber, which is what he trades in commodities, you see? So he thinks this will help his primary function. 
and he needs, he desires a unit to assist him with processing and interpretation of data. And she's like, I am such a unit. Cute. Oh, wow. So they really met cute in this movie. Yeah, this movie is cute throughout the whole thing. That's a good way to explain it. And uh, this this wasn't a hit. This was a big bomb. And uh, Andy Kaufman, like, shot his own foot in a way because he didn't get... Uh, okay, I don't know. He didn't... This wasn't his baby. You know what I mean? They gave him the right. script. They put him in it. Um, so it's a little unfair. But uh, And also, look, they green-lighted his budget. Not him. It's the director and the producer. They green-lighted the budget with under this mistake of R2-D2 and C-3PO are very popular with kids. Can you imagine, Carl? God damn it. Get me production. We need an R2-D2 movie in right. the pipelines now. What about this Kaufman kid? We've been looking to try him out. Yeah, Perfect. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> You mean that Tony oh. Clifton pick? Do you I'm recognize so the character actor? I recognize the board game. Aren't they playing Hungry Hungry Finger Pointer? Mm -hmm. That's Hungry Hungry Finger Pointer. <laughs> <laughs> Who it's left a... the fridge door open? Mike! I don't, rec I don't recognize any of them. What's up, Carl? He's saying like, I got my wife the cleanup bot, and she loves it. I don't know. This truck and its contents might be valuable to us. Yeah, so let's just save us time it. and energy depreciation. Oh man, these robots have gone bad. <laughs> yeah, they're breaking bad that. in a, in the uh, that camper. Um, where is um? God damn it! What's his name? Catskill, Catskill model. Shecky? Shecky. I thought I made that name up. I didn't. Shecky's a real name. Shecky Green's like one of the world's most famous Catskills comedians. Oh, okay. Okay. I In uh, Life's Laugh Lessons, I named the guy Shecky, and nobody batted an eye. I didn't know I was paying homage. Yeah, that's right. You so were. There was a Jewish humor magazine called Shecky Magazine for a while. <laughs> no, right now she's being a like kind of wife. She's like, my danger sense is. Why don't you reach? You know, could you reduce speed, please? Please check map. I don't need map, honey. Please right, check right. map. So it's like, what'd you do with the robots? They're not there. The fuck? So now Randy Quaid and, and um, gosh, his name's Max. Max okay. and Charlie. Stupid names. Um, oh, here. Here we go. Is that Ned Beatty? You two get pressure. And Good guess. Good guess. It. Look, Rob, we're trying to Don't look Rob and me, God damn it. It's Richard Schnell, who we saw in Hopscotch. Right. Isn't he, isn't he Arliss? Best known as Arliss? I don't think no. so. No. Well, he's I best known for Splash. He was the doctor in Splash. Gotcha. 
been a while since I've seen that movie. Run off and, and find, find us a lonely. unicorn. So it's like you guys gotta go, gotta leave the complex and go find them. They're in Colorado. They shot in Colorado. Now nice. it, it gets warm in Colorado, so it really limited the time in which they could have the makeup on. It would start to melt's not the right word. It would start to go bad. Yeah, I mean it looks really restrictive. The the robot robot makeup looks cool, don't get me wrong. Like I would love to have like that. robots. Yeah, totally. I don't know about the robot with the mouth open to the side. I feel uncomfortable being served food from it. <laughs> I think it'll be mocking me. <laughs> Crime Buster 007. No relation. To James Bond. I got that joke right. Oh, Carl, I watched this movie. Ip, I don't know if you're a fan of uh, Ip Man. But the fourth one, uh, Ip Man's in San Francisco in the 1950s. He's the guy who taught Bruce Lee there were no IP uh, addresses in the 1950s. Well, they have, they're in a military base and it's, it's a Chinese production and they have English in it. So the drill sergeant is like, bust your ass. And at one point he goes, put the banana in the tailpipe. Oh, really? From Eddie Murphy? Yeah. yeah, I think the movie was 2003, but the drill sergeant yells at them, banana in the tailpipe. <laughs> we're not following any banana in the tailpipe. It sounds like the military is yelling that. God, I love it. It man, really good. So it man for the finale. Val ran us off the road, you know, because <laughs> women, you know, robot was drivers. Right. He was driving crazy, and um, now they got to figure stuff out. You know, they're a little trapped. So they're in Colorado right now, even though it looks like they just shot somewhere. It looks like they shot in your backyard, girl. No, that looks... Look at those pines. That All looks right. like Colorado. Nice. You see that, like, cooling shade, even though it's hot as shit, that the pines give? Yeah. That's that kind of fort. Now, Barry Diamond was with them all the time? Yeah. He's the third He's the wheel. Best. Literally, okay, now, right? They've got all these spare parts, and now that the truck has crashed... They've got to carry him, and that's not efficient, okay? And Val is efficient. So what he does is he and Bernadette Peters assemble a unit, a little robot, with all their spare parts. And what this you know, becomes really yeah. is their child. Oh! Ah! 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 Skip ad. Phew! Thank you. I, for a second, I wanted a beer. There he is. That's our kid. Kid bot. Right. Hello, you are listening to AM DeMarco. <laughs> my dear dad. Dad, this is my show. Sorry, FM. Wow, there was a lot of shitty robots in the early 80s. I, I can't. These robots are not as bad as Disney's The Black Hole robots. Oh, those were horrible. Those were like. Sam and Bob. Big, yeah. Yeah, but this guy. Oh, I think there's a Christian analogy going through the black hole. <laughs> Shut up, Bob. 
that robot smoking a cigar. I think they only made one of him, and they said we should not make a second one. <laughs> he's a cat. He's a, he's the stand-up comedian. You can have him for the night. He's a cat skills model. Oh, I got you. A funny thing happened on the way to the yeah, yeah. Humor processing now. Humorous insert. Humorous humorous story. Now the person who really is going to end up loving his jokes is. Um, uh, the little guy. What's his name? How can I not remember what his name is? There was a lot of names I saw in the opening credits, like a lot of people I recognize. Phil. Phil. Okay, so I don't understand this, and I should have researched this. It says Jerry Garcia as Phil's voice. Can you believe that? Phil is the little... Um, how that would that be possible? I, I, I think it's Most possible. The director used to work when he was a kid at NYU. He used to work at the Fillmore East, and the Grateful Dead went in and out of there a lot. A lot of stars did. Sure. But th let me just look at this up. And uh, right. At a cocktail party, I was... I do remember, like, when this movie came out, it's robots walking around the forest. Yes, it is. There's something <laughs> weird about there's something weird about that. Like it's cool. Well, okay. As you know, robots run on electricity. So what hap happens if you run out of electricity? Ooh, ooh! I know. Teach pick pick me. Ooh, um, ooh. Spiegelman. It's, it's pronounced Spiegelman, uh, Mr. Goy. Uh, they they don't robot. What? They don't robot? I don't know. Yeah, they stop robotting. <laughs> no mo. No mo robato. No mo. <laughs> no mo gato, Mr. God. No mo robatos. Jerry Garcia, it is. It's the real Jerry Garcia. Now, there's, I guess Phil, there's a guy named Phil in The Grateful Dead. He's the other one. Oaks, isn't it? O-C-H-S, isn't that him? Phil no. Oaks. Or Weir, isn't it Weir? Yeah, uh, yeah it's, you're right. It's not Phil Weir. Maybe it's the it's drummer not. is... Huh. John Weir. Okay, oh, never no. mind. Do we have to talk to a deadhead now to figure this out? I blame marijuana. I should know the answers right at the tip of my tongue. Right. But you don't have any marijuana, so it's not... Oh, yes, I do. Oh, yes, I nothing's, do. Nothing's That's registering. Not... Nothing's registering because you have a... Yeah, it's great. It's a good contrast, Carl. You see, they're inhuman robots, and this is nature. Now, she's a character... I, I don't know. Her name's Kathleen Freeman, and uh, she was in vaudeville. You see her on the left there? Yeah. She was, like, with Jerry Lewis in 11 films, like, a f being, a, like, a foil. That's sure. Her. She was in the Blues Brothers. They called her the Penguin. She was... Uh, right, she was the nun. Right. You know, and she was in The New Dragnet and Naked Gun, 33 and a Third, and... She had cameos in Gremlins, and she she's a big deal. Yeah, they got they got a ringer in this movie called the now Big Guns. 
they're calling uh they're calling for phil they're looking for phil he has he is lost phil unit phil calm phil calm ray's last name is calm i might be wrong their last name is calm Hi, right. is phil there two bar yeah, fill there, fill my pockets. Hang on, let me check. <laughs> fill there. Fill, fill my pockets. Now there's nobody named that name. My pockets. Okay, so they're looking. Okay, wait till you see her. There's her face. You know her now? Yeah, of course. She's in like, uh, I know her from Jerry Lewis movies. I've, I've seen her. <laughs> Ladies, man. No, but in the, I got to tell you, Mike, I watched. That's not really true. I took a look at some clips. I watched right. um, her in those Jerry Lewis films, and uh, she's a young person. She does not look like that. She, she was in a bunch of those movies, but she, I know who you're yeah, talking about. Was. I recognize her. Well, let's see uh, here. Wow, they found the uh, cigarette lighter. I was born a cigarette lighter, and now I am sentient. Bleep blorp. <laughs> So they've already started a nuclear family. Yeah, that's our tag. Terrible tag. Now, I this didn't get a, any Razzies, but the um, 1981 Stinkers Bad Movie Awards really favored them. Um, Wait a minute. The 1981 Stinker Awards? Were yeah, they like the Stinkers Razzies went away. They, it's all nominations. This film didn't win any categories. But it was nominated worst picture, worst screenplay, screenplay, most painfully unfunny comedy, worst actor wow. was Andy Kaufman. Most was he bad in his accent. Wow, he won the 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 Covenant, the notorious worst accent award from the Stinkers. No, no, just nominated, and it's the Stinkers, uh, the Stinkers Bad Movie Awards. Look, uh -oh. the Razzies won. The Razzies have legs. They're still with us today. The Razzies are the VHS of uh, Betamax competitors. Bingo. Gotcha. Uh, stinkers, you left us too soon. <laughs> Just when Megaforce was coming out, too. Huh? Guys, you blew it. Kroll is coming out next year. You All blew right. it, Stinkers. You blew it, Stinkers. Had you been around for a couple more years. Could have done more movies. I can see the makeup, you know, melting. It must have been it a smoke. Do you think it's like, do you feel like as an audience member looking at their makeup, you feel like kind of sorry for them? Like it's distracting? Like, yeah, My, they must be no, in a lot of pain. I never am sympathetic with you. You're always looking at the plight of the actor. Like, oh sure. my God, they made him do this. They're uh -huh. mud wrestling. I never emphasize. Oh, These are movie stars. They should earn their money. Listen, Eddie Deason's roommate was not a movie star. He was just supposed to show up to Bugsy's Girl. He did That's not know true. he was going to be mud wrestled. That is true. You, yeah. you, you got me there. Got you there. There's other ones about that film, too, that were, you know, the guy getting hung upside down. and Yeah. Yeah. But but this is a twelve million dollar budget. It's Bernadette Peters. I do not feel bad that some makeup is caking on her face. 
They yeah, I mean they spent a lot on this makeup too. God, I can't believe they said robots are hot. Make me a robot movie. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what they did from three p three p. So right now, what's happening? Just like Val made the dumb decision, I am in full control of this vehicle. He's like, I will reason with the bear, right? So he goes in there, say, look and at my non-threatening manner, bear. We would like to share your cave. <laughs> Are wow. you damaged? Yeah, a hurt, little hurt pride. Lost his bow tie. Uh, no, he gave it to Phil. That was a locator unit. So now if Phil gets lost again, I, I should have mentioned. He took off his bow tie, which was his locator unit, and he put it on Phil. I apologize Whoa. for not realizing the plot. Bear. Because they love Phil. They're starting to, like... Phil is in, Phil is not a unit that can protect himself. We must care for Phil. Oh, interesting. Interesting parody and satire of the of the modern family. You know, it really is a cute film. Um yeah. and I don't really think it deserved its bomb as much as you don't invest twelve million dollars in this. I have to say the runtime is a little disconcerting. I mean, it's 87 minutes. Uh, yeah, well, they hated the first cut from this director, Alan Arkush. Arkush. Ar Arkush. Alan Arkush. Say it again. So this, okay. This guy did Rock and Roll High School. Right. No, I know who he is. He's really funny. With the Ramones. <laughs> yeah. He's made uh, get, Go Crazy is a good movie. Uh, yeah, he's done some good ones. So it's kind of, you know, I'm not surprised to see he's the one who came up with this. He did Caddyshack, too. I don't know if that's a big deal. But he did El Elvis Meets Nixon in 97. And I think that was right. <clears throat> he did it's this like a drama called um, Shake, Rattle, and Rock for TV in 94. It was supposed to be the prequel to uh, rock and roll high school. So he was born in Jersey and he went to school in Fort Lee. And when he was went to Ooh. high school in Fort Lee, the director, Alan Urkush, and when he went to, you know, he got inspired to make the film from his experiences in high school. He goes to NYU and who is his professor and advisor? Martin Scorsese. Nice. I thought it was gonna be Xavier, uh, Charles <laughs> Xavier, but. That's that's not bad either. Professor X. God, so dark. Uh, What's going on? He worked for Roger Corman, and then he had the opportunity to make rock, rock and Roll High School with the Ramones. And so Roger Corman was like, if you do a good job, you'll never have to work for me again. Because they're like, I think, made it, you know. From what I understand, him and Joe Dante edited the trailers for New World Pictures for Corman. That's exactly right. They made yeah. the trailers. Those two. Yeah, and I, th I haven't seen Hollywood Boulevard, but they, they co-directed a movie early in their careers. Uh, I don't know if it's a, the stock footage of other movies or just like kids mm -hmm. driving up and down Hollywood Boulevard or what have you. But, now, uh, by the way, Catskill guy is telling jokes and, and, and Phil is loving it. And this a bonding thing will happen between them. And when it comes to the energy and electricity crisis, it'll play out. 
Yeah, you like that, huh? I like it when you like things like that. Because when you're happy, I'm happy. I haven't been this happy since the time I bought a pet skunk. Oh, yeah? My wife said, where do you expect to keep it? I said, under our bed. She said, what about the smell? And I said, he'll have to get used to it, just like I did. Yeah, just like I did. That's a great tag. <laughs> Once you get the punch sign, keep talking. <laughs> hey, he said, what about the smell? I said, oh, don't worry about that skunk. He'll probably get just to the smell soon enough, but being a skunk under the bed and all. Yeah, he's just time. stepping on his punch. He really is. You're right. Yeah. He'll get used to it. You let the audience laugh. And then you go, just like I did, tag. <laughs> tag. Or I, I would recommend a tag of because the smell is actually not from the skunk, from the skunk, but it's the actual bed. I let's listen you. now. Let's listen. Right. Let's listen. Manual click. I could have checked. Keep listening to protect you. <laughs> I have already computed that fact. Keep oh. listening. They get a kiss. They'll get interrupted, and it'll be a, one of the only funny scenes in this film when they're awkward. You are finished with my shoulder. See if you can fix my pleasure center. <laughs> so, Bernadette Peters is going to try to fix random impulses. Right, it must be broken. Strong impulses. Sorry to torture you, Mike. All right, you don't have to listen. No, no, let's get to the punchline. There's no, the punchline's coming a ways off. They're going to be all touching each other for a while. Uh, and then the skunk said, don't worry about me. I just need to rest. Here, under the bed that was bought at Silipostropedic. <laughs> Second hand, hence the smell. <laughs> that I got used to as I step on the laughs. It's so funny when you keep talking, they they stop laughing so that they okay, they want to hear the next thing. So they stop right. It sucks when you stop your own laugh. You know what I'll do is that once I realize I did that, I'll explain the joke since I have their attention. <laughs> okay, watch this. Watch this. All right. Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, ha oh, yes. You did not announce yourself. Data. We were only adjusting each other's exchanging gauges. data. Yes. I gave them a chance to turn themselves in. Uh oh, but did they? No. Zero, zero, no. Listen to this guy. Oh, he does say no. Gosh, no. It's too late. Uh oh, Robert Klein hardware. Well, he was going. <laughs> he was going through like three or four examples. I gave them a chance to turn themselves in. Did they? No. It's almost like a Ted, Ted Knight or whatever. Uh huh. Oh yeah, and uh, Mary Tyler Moore. Too so, close for comfort. Yes. Um, I don't know. Alan, the director, said bad movies don't start out as bad movies. That's what the police will be on YouTube. Yeah. 
YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. You can watch if you want to. You can slap Spiegelman's behind. L-W-A-F-L-M-N-O-Y-T on Mutiny Radio. Mutiny. It's pronounced mutiny. Mutiny! No, it's, it's pronounced mutiny. Mutiny! Oh, my turn-offs are guys who say mutiny. Mutiny? Well, let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Oh, Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman! Hey! Mike Spiegelman! Mike Spiegelman! Mike Spiegelman! Mike Spiegelman! Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That's Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hey, Carl. Hey, Mike. Thank you for having me back on your show one more time. What? I'm ready to go. I'm Every week. Fire me. I, I just said it. The show's an acronym. It's L-W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T. You can hear it on Mutiny Radio at 2 p.m. You can hear it on the podcast as L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. You can hear it. You can watch it as a visual thing. You can see us now on the YouTube at L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. And that is short. I'll say it again. I say it every week. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Thank you, Michael. The show. Oh, thank you, Michael. I've been waiting for this day. <laughs> You're driving me batshit with this. <laughs> You're not a guest. You were a guest maybe the first year we started this. That yeah, was yeah. 2016, was it? I don't know. 16, yeah. yeah. And I said at one point, I realized doing rotating guests was really – it wasn't that it was a bad thing, which it was. It's not sustaining. It's that we really clicked. Uh-huh. And, uh, Might uh, be some we, history. I, <laughs> yeah and then you were also the only one who wanted to keep doing it so yeah it, yeah yeah who's gonna well, do the research yeah so we here's the premise we're gonna watch a movie on youtube with you at the same time you watch it and you listen to our podcast at the same time and to make this happen carl already watched the movie how many times four times this week this no that three times but the first time was kind of casual but this will be my fourth time. And you research. We're going to hear a lot of things about this movie. I purposely go in blind. I am you. I am the audience member. Mm. Although if you subscribe, you'll hear what the movie is for next week. And then you can watch it and be prepared. That's a plus. If you sit yeah, through you the. Watch it ahead of time. If you're that dedicated, you know, I am. The best way is to tell your friends to subscribe to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. They don't even have to download it. They just, we just need the number. Don't don't write a review on iTunes. <laughs> Just tell your friends to subscribe so our numbers get bigger. Yeah. All right. Well, with that nugget, Carl, what movie are we watching this week? Today, we will watch The Vagrant 1992. The Vagrant 1992. That's what you put in the YouTube search engine. You know it's V-A-G-R-A-N-T. I know you know that already. And I know that now. It might be the only channel you find it's. It's not Vixen and then the fruit plum. It's Vixem with an M and then plum with no B, which is just plum crazy. I noticed that too. 
I thought it was Berenstein bears, but it was Bernstein bears. <laughs> right. It was that actually Bernberg. It's the Bernberg bears. It's not Bernstein. <laughs> okay. Uh, we are, uh, by the way, they're the most Christian bears I know. It's anyone the William mistakes, bears. Pretending anyone who mistakes the Bernstein bears for Jews, uh, Jewish bears, <laughs> they are off the mark. Those are Christian bears. And they, anyway, but those Jews are podcast. for Jesus. Yeah. Well, you know, they were there at the manger. Anyway, so uh, they well, they were like, get away, bear. Don't you remember there was a, the Bernstein bears were? Anyway, this is how the show works. <laughs> we're off to a rollicking start. We okay, want you to go find. The Vagrant, The Vagrant, 1992, and we like Vixen Plum. The Vagrant, 1992. Go ahead and find the channel that's hosting it, Vixen Plum. And it's the only really channel that's hosting it. Click the link, hit pause, move the timer to zero, zero, zero. Don't worry, you'll have plenty of time. We're going to have a celebrity comedian on right now. They're going to tell you a little bit about themselves. Carl has a rollicking time with them. And at the end of the interview, they're going to do a celebrity comedian countdown. And when they say go, you're going to press play on this YouTube movie. And we're going to kick it off. Carl, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown. This time with Harris Stanton. Welcome, Harris. Hey. <laughs> now, Harris, you are a big-time comedian. I mean, you're out there sharing the stage with Patrice O'Neill and Bill Burr and Tracy Morgan and Dave Chappelle, and you're all over TV, right? Comic View, Premium Blend, uh, Comics Unleashed. But I noticed you were also like a yeah. character on Saturday Night Live. Tell me about that. Oh, yeah, I used to do extra work. Uh... Well, a while ago, uh, for a few years on the show, which was very, uh, I was a young kid from South Carolina. And uh, so, you know, it was being an extra. I thought I was a cast member. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it, it, it just, I just, you know, you get to be up at 8 age and see how things work. And I didn't have to sit with the extras. I used to just sit with in Tracy's dressing room. And so I used to get the, uh, you know, I get to hang out with the, with the cast members and back and forth to their dressing room, Daryl Hammond and, uh, Will Ferrell and those guys, and uh, those guys are really cool. And uh, Molly Shannon was really cool. Um, but uh, yeah, it was fun, man. Being 21, 22, 23, uh, doing that, it was great. I thought it was only upward from there. Yeah, I mean, you're hitting the big city, you know, coming from down south. You must have just, it must have blown your mind. Yeah. Now, when I looked up. Oh, yeah, man. And I got to party with them, too. I got to party with them because I was friends with Tracy, so I got to go to all the parties. That sounds great. So it was cool. And so that's why I said I felt like a cast member because I, I went to the after party and the after after. So that led, I guess, to a bunch of comedy career stuff, right? I mean, you were... Um, oh, but I wanted to ask you, I looked up on your TV credits and it said that you were uh, on some European television. W what's that all about? Yeah, it was uh, it was a show in Rotterdam in uh, Holland called Raymond is Lot, which translates to Raymond is Late. It's like a late night variety show over there that was really popular at the time. I'm not sure if it's still on, but it was uh, hosted by a real popular uh, personality at Raymond. Uh, I can't remember his last name, but um, he was a popular late night.